Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hey everyone, it's Jamie Joe with Madlet Musings, and I'm so happy to have Suzanne Woods Fisher back with us to talk about her new release. Hi. Hi, Jamie Joe. Thank you for having <laughs> me today. It's really cool to have you. I was just telling you before we pressed record that the last time we talked, it was about your ice cream book. <laughs> and I have it's called The Sweet Life. Yes. And it's contemporary fiction about a mom and a daughter who end up buying this little ice cream shop on Cape Cod and think it's going to be easy because everybody loves ice cream, but it's not. And <laughs> I have some happy news, which is it's film rights have been optioned, which is exciting. Are you for real? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I know. I'm really, really pleased to see what might come out of that. So yes. stay tuned. Stay tuned I will that. stay tuned. Cause I remember when we were talking about it, I was thinking in the back of my mind, this sounds like a really neat, just fun, warm, inspiring movie. So, you know, what curiously enough, the production company is looking, considering it as a TV series. Really? Even better. Mm-hmm. Even better, you know, and they're real, they're very interested in what book two is going to roll out and, and ideas for down the road. Mm-hmm. And the, it is exciting. I mean, I say that with cautious optimism because, right. you know, this, this happens and this is a step closer right. than it is. You know, 12 been, years later, yes. 12 years later, the television show will be released on the network. Posthumously. <laughs> Still, that's extremely exciting. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. It's so happy. But we are talking about another book today called Anything But Plain, which actually releases today. So another big congratulations for that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. And we were talking, you got your start writing Amish fiction, and that's what this book is about. So tell us a little bit about it so that I'm not spoiling the show. (laughs) Well, what's kind of fun about this book, it's called Anything But Plain. And it is about a young woman who has undiagnosed ADHD. Mm. And so she's Amish. Okay. Living in a culture that really values conformity. Mm -hmm. And she's the book, the kind of the theme of the book is a little bit of that universal question of where do I fit in? Mm. And what I love about it is that it's a topic that opens the conversation to something new about the older okay. Amish. Yeah. Because like you were saying, so much of the books are a template. They're sort of, mm-hmm. you know, will she or won't she leave? You know, she loves the neighbor next door. You know, <laughs> and, and there's so much more. There's so much more. Right. The plain life, that's the term they use for themselves more than Amish. Okay. There's just a lot to dig in and I have observed ADHD amongst the people I've gone to visit. Okay. It is part of their culture. I don't think it's a huge part. Sure. It, it, you know, but it um, but I've seen it and and I thought, oh, what an interesting way to sort of represent how would the Amish treat this in their yeah. society versus how I see my society mm-hmm. treating it. Mm-hmm. And I seem to have, I don't know about you, but I seem to have a lot of people in my life, family and friends, adults and children who mm-hmm. are 
at least have symptoms of ADHD. <laughs> and we can talk later about how sometimes we're all going a little ADHD. I think so. Coming at us, yeah. Right, right. That's fascinating. And I suppose the Amish do have a very, or the plain life, do have a very different way of approaching some of those things than we do, I would assume. They do. Resisting labels, mm-hmm. resisting maybe conventional treatment, mm-hmm. such as medication. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they don't use doctors and all. Right. So I don't mean to make that, but the how I presented it in the book was when, when this young woman, Liddy, who's very likable and has the biggest heart and she wants to help everybody, but then she kind of forgets what she was doing and doors are left open and fridges left open. And, you know, she's late to everything and she cannot hold a job down for the life of her. And, you know, she hasn't had help. She hasn't had, she said a lot of pressure on the outside to conform, but she's never really been taught how to, what's wrong with her or how to organize from the inside out. So sure. finally someone steps in from the outside and recognizes what's going on and works with her and works with her within a means that is really, like I mentioned, kind of coming from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but that's yeah, kind of totally where does. the book rolls forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. So, and we were talking again, we started talking before we started recording and we're like, we should stop talking <laughs> and record. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have a little background with the plain life in your own experience, right? My grandfather was raised plain. He was born into a family of 11 children in mm. near Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And he lived a very, most of my second cousin, third cousins on and on still live plain. They're actually German Baptists, which is, okay. if you look at the it's called an Anabaptist, which is sort of what all the Mennonites, all the Amish, all the German Baptists, Apostolic, River Brethren, there's just so many denominations on that Protestant tree, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the German Baptists um, actually came way before the Amish. The Amish were the last to arrive to the party. Okay. okay. And, and they introduced the concept of shunning. So it started oh, okay. in the early 1500s about with Menno Simons and others who felt strongly about adult baptism, like that was a deal breaker for them. Okay. Which seems so trivial, I think, in our day and age, where mm-hmm. we don't really look at those rituals with meaning. But in that time, not only was it meaningful to have an infant, an infant baptized, it was also part of the tax records. Oh, really? And so you can see it was civil disobedience. It was more than just a church preference. Sure. And they were chased across Europe and then just the curious thing about persecution they grew and grew and grew and split off and you know the the Hutterites that are part of the north our north and west Mm -hmm. of the United States and Canada and then you know on and on and the Amish came about 200 years later and they really came with this idea of shunning that if we if you know Jamie Joe if you are having an affair and you're not going to renounce it you are out the, of the okay. picture because we want you to understand what it feels like to be out of community mm-hmm. only the Amish shun so I want I'm saying that because there's a pur- purpose to that right, <laughs> right. right. story Jamie Joe which <laughs> is that when my grandfather got to the age of becoming you know taking on his own farm farmland was diminishing just like it's the story right. is now he went to college and he's never been shunned because that's not part of the German Baptist. Okay. He ended up having an incredible career. He was publisher of Saturday Evening Post. And then he went on to, I oh know, he <laughs> retired and 
was pulled into a brand new magazine that had just gotten off the started called Christianity Today. No way. He was the publisher of Christianity Today. And that was his career. But great relationships with all his relatives and their lives are, and ours has, you know, gone back and forth. And I just have such an appreciation for them because they're such an authentic life that they live. It's very appealing, very calm, very intentional. Their home does not have radios or televisions or computers. They do drive and they will fly in planes. Okay. Okay. But, um, but they, and they do wear the garb. So they wear okay. the clothing. Um, yeah. But anyway, just a, a long story short, I do have a family connection and I, I do truly admire, I'm not saying we all need to, to become Amish, but I just feel like there's more there than, don't get distracted by the bonnets and buggies and beards. There's a lot more there to, to look at. Yeah, I was going to say, what is some of the Amish faith teach us that maybe we miss in our current culture? Oh, that's such a great question. Well, I think if there's more than anything else that has struck me with the Amish, it's not the simple living. It's not a lot of things. It's forgiveness. Mm. Their emphasis on forgiveness is profound. And I mean, you could just take that into your marriage when there is even an apology rendered, it, it the offense is not spoken of again. And it's like, think I think how often I dig up old things. <laughs> just all right, I'm gonna take my little black book here and just yeah. throw it away. <laughs> in case you forgot, do you remember in 2010? <laughs> and just little things like that. That I mean, again, you don't have to be Amish. This is this is part of our faith, yeah. and yeah. we don't we don't take it in. We take offense. We take old grudges. But I mean, I love that. I'm very convicted by it. Mm. It's still hard to do, but it is. it's really powerful to live with that intentional forgiveness. Even if your feelings aren't there yet, this is the intention. So the intention is you offer forgiveness and it literally is forgive and forget. Yeah, I think, um, especially let's say in the church discipline, you know, let's okay. say you're having your affair, Jamie Jill, we finally got you out of your affair, you know, and you, you confess and you've been okay. at the yep. sinner's bench. You walk out that church door, if you were Amish, it would not be spoken of again. Wow. You know, it's wow. done and behind you. And that's not part of us either. I mean, I love no. the fact they bring people back in their church discipline. Isn't just mm-hmm. a scold. It is it is, it has an intention. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's not, but sure. humans are humans. But yeah. the idea that you are, you are forgiven when, when you bring that in. So let's, let's go another step further and just even minor offenses with others. I think they do feel uh, that they, they offer forgiveness because it releases them as well. Okay, sure. But that doesn't mean that you trust somebody again. I've, right. I've even seen people, Amish people who have said they've had some horrific things happen mm. and they'll say, we don't trust him, but we do forgive him. And that's, a, there's some real um, release for them in yeah. letting God settle the scores. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's a big one too. And I think so much in our culture, you know, in that situation, like say I had an affair, you know, I could say I'm sorry, but it's going to be held over me often in a shame sort of way, like, you know, just remember, remember what you did before, Jamie, you know, instead of the concept of, 
your your repentance and your your reticence for the actions have been forgiven mm-hmm. and that's beautiful in light of what christ did for us so yes that's awesome it's exactly what christ did for us is <laughs> washed away our sins absolutely know? absolutely well let's take a quick break and then when we come back i want to ask you a little bit more about the book so we can learn a little bit more about what's inside that beautiful cover and um, we'll go from there Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. All right, we are back here at Madlet Musings, and I am Jamie Jo Wright talking to you today with Suzanne Woods Fisher, who just released the book Anything But Plain. So this is awesome. So tell me a little bit. Okay, so your main character in Anything But Plain, you said is Amish, but she has AD, ADHD or ADD. Yeah, the current thinking is always given the label the acronym, you know, ADHD, the initials, right. yeah. that that seems to be, even if hyperactivity isn't as apparent as it often isn't in females, right. It, with women, it tends to be underdiagnosed because it'll come across more as daydreamy or flaky mm. or not yes. as, not as smart versus maybe a typical boy's inability to sit still or something right. like that. Right. But, okay. but she's about 19. So she's not okay. a child. Mm-hmm. And yet it's been undiagnosed and, and she's kind of at the point of thinking, I, I can't stand disappointing people all the time. She sure. just really feels like she's at the a cusp point, you know, should she leave or should she stay? She doesn't want to go, but plans are rolling forward to have her go. And she gets one more job offer, <laughs> 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 one last one, kind of a family um, favor has been pulled in and she's working for her. Aunt who happens to be a doctor, and okay. the aunt sort of a, starts to realize, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. I see, I recognize <laughs> this, and starts working with her. And she does not diagnose. She does not. Offer, well, she doesn't even have a formal diagnosis. Okay. I, I really want to be careful. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm not. But so, with that said, this doctor is really working within the Amish framework to, okay, you won't do this. You won't do this. You won't do this. This is her, her father, mm-hmm. but can we do this? Can we try something? And she starts working with her on some um, behavioral strategies mm-hmm. that are really interesting. And, and one thing I think I, I mentioned this a little bit, but I feel like to take this now into our own life, the takeaway value of the book mm-hmm. Technology is not making people ADHD. ADHD is a genetic disorder. Right. And it has its gifts. It has a lot of wonderful things like creative, out of the box thinking, that kind of thing. But technology does, and there's evidence mounting in studies that I can cite you even. I wrote them down just in case you wanted, you doubted me. I I don't doubt you, but I'm sure there's listeners who would like to hear some of those. Well, like, yeah, yeah, the Journal of American Medicine, JAMA, that they have 
you know, they've stated they're finding symptoms that are ADHD like mm -hmm. that are exacerbated by excessive use of digital devices. Okay. That I think is so such a waving the flag kind of a moment where we really need to pay attention to this. This mm -hmm. is, I mean, I don't know if you feel in your own life distractibility, mm -hmm. the sense of your phone dinging like Pavlov's dog. You, you just have to. Right. There's an urgency. Them. There's yeah. an urgency in it. You hear That's that ding. It. And I was grocery shopping the other day and my phone was dinging and dinging and dinging. And my husband called and I snapped at him and I'm like, what? And he's like, why are you mad? And I'm like, because my phone won't stop dinging. And now you're calling me. And he goes, you do realize you don't have to look at every text message and email the minute it comes in. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> because there is, there's this urgency there. I love that. I'm going to write that down. I love that. It does. It is like a Pavlov's yeah. dog. You yeah. just start salivating. Like it's, it's the most important wait. thing. It's like when we were kids and there were phones on the wall and you didn't have caller ID, if you were in the middle of supper, did your parents jump up to answer the phone? I'm like, no, they just let it ring because we didn't know what we were missing. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like, oh, that's so-and-so calling or this or that. It was just kind of like, no, this is family dinner. This is what we're doing. Let the phone ring mm -hmm. and they'll call back later. And it was those nice days, <laughs> rotary phone. I'm aging myself now. Like... <laughs> I showed my daughter one the other day. I'm like, how do you use this? She goes, mom, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of expectations we have for ourselves. And yet there's so much we can do. Like just what you said, turn your cell phone on silent during dinner. Yeah. Just turn yeah. it over when you're with a friend. Like mm -hmm. don't always think it's a third person butting in because it, yeah. there does tend to be that. Yeah. Things like having a day without technology turned on. I, I mean, as a writer, it's really hard on a Sunday afternoon not to get pulled back to the computer. So right. But I'd like to get there. I'd like to yeah. be at that point in my life where Sunday is not, not a work day in any way. Yeah. Other things like finishing a task before you move on one thing at a time, there's more studies showing how multitasking is turning us all a little, you know, yeah. ADHD ish. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I don't mean to make it sound like that's such a terrible thing, but I think distractibility is a big deal. Right, right. Yeah. So a lot of these are a lot of the things that Liddy was doing. Okay. In she had her own planner. If something wasn't on there, she did not let herself get pulled off. Mm. Someone else's emergency. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of internal things that she started working to try to really help put herself, put some boundaries around herself. And she started seeing little by little successes in that, which was so much yeah. better than her grandmother imposing them on her or right. teacher scolding her right. or something or right. shaming, as you mentioned. Right. So oh, that's so great. I love fiction and I love how Christian fiction now is really starting to embrace things that we deal with on a regular basis. Mm. You know, we're not necessarily shying away anymore from things like ADHD. And those are real um, people, real struggles, um, and just real relationships. And so it's it's great to have books like that out there. And I'm excited to read it because like I said before, I'm not a huge Amish fiction reader, but the cover is extremely beautiful and it does not look, it looks anything but plain. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> it looks anything but plain. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if your readers want to find the book or follow you or find out more about you, how do we do that? Well, SuzanneWoodsFisher.com is a great place to start. And then, okay. um, you know, you can contact me and I try to get back to you within within the day if I can. Oh, if I can't, it's only because something's going crazy at home, right. but which happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I know. Even as we speak, there are roofers on my roof, <laughs> but which they only seem to do during Zooms. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. I haven't heard anything. So you're good. Good. <laughs> But, um, and then also I hang out on Instagram a lot. That's sort of my favorite place okay. to be because it's so quick and Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You can find the book at any, your favorite retailer. It's available in Walmart. It's, at, um, you know, just about anywhere you're looking. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on and we look forward to having you on again and again and again as, as time goes on with more book releases. But um, thank you so much. And yeah, readers out there go to anything but plain and, and grab that title. Um, and right now, Baker Bookhouse is also offering you 40% off one book if you use the code that you heard in the ad in the middle of the podcast. So nice. use that code and grab anything but plain. Thanks so much, Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.